With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this wonderful privilege that our Lord allows us day after day that we might gather by the radio and study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're continuing our study on the sacrificial death of the Lord Jesus Christ. We began some days ago by looking at, first of all, so great a sin, and then we looked at so great a Savior, and then when we finish this, we look at so great a salvation. And I said to you that the Lord Jesus Christ is a great Savior because of His supernatural birth, because of His sinless life, and then now we're studying He's a great Savior because of His sacrificial death. And we've been going through the Scriptures and looking at God's requirement for a sacrifice to be acceptable unto God. And as we study the Word of God, we learned that in order for that sacrifice to be acceptable, it must be a God-provided, substitutional, blood-shedding sacrifice. And of course, for it to be a sacrifice, it must die. There must be a death involved. We learn this principle from the first animal that was killed as a sacrifice in Genesis chapter number 3 and verse number 21, where the Lord God took coats of skin and clothed Adam and Eve. And of course, when he took the coats of skin, that required more than one animal. So there had to be at least two animals that died. They were God-provided. They were substitutional. There was bloodshedding, and they died for Adam and Eve's sin. So God set the principle. We looked at Genesis chapter number 4, and we saw how that Abel offered a God-provided, blood-shedding, substitutional sacrifice. We saw that Cain offered the fruit of the ground, which was man-provided. It had no blood, and there could be no substitutional death in the life of the fruit of the ground on the behalf of Cain himself. So God had respect to Abel and to his offering, but he had no respect to Cain and his because it did not meet God's qualifications. And then we look down in the book of Exodus, down in the land of Egypt, and we saw how, again, God tells Moses that the children of Israel are to offer a God-provided, substitutional, blood-shedding sacrifice to get out of Egypt. It took the blood to get Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. It took the blood for Abel to be acceptable unto God. And it took the blood for Israel to get out of Egypt. And then we began looking at the Lord Jesus Christ. And I said to you that he is God provided. He is a substitute 
and he did die, and his blood was shed for the sins of the world. I pointed out to you on an earlier broadcast six reasons why that blood is of necessity for there to be salvation that we enjoy in the Lord Jesus Christ. Without the blood, there is no redemption of the sinner. Without the blood, there is no remission for our sins. Without the blood, there would be no reconciling to the sovereign. Without the blood, there would be no recognition in the sanctuary. Without the blood, there would be no retaining of our salvation. And without the blood, there would be no rising with the Savior. Now, I'm dealing with the fact that at the cross of Calvary, the Lord Jesus Christ died a sacrificial death. I feel like that I need to mention some other areas to complete the message about the death of Christ. And I'll mention them briefly and then come back to his sacrificial death. Every time you think of Calvary and the cross of Christ, probably the first thought that comes to your mind is that Christ died a suffering death. And oh, how much suffering he endured that you and I might be saved by the marvelous grace of God. He said over in the book of Psalms, they plowed long furrows up my back. And then he said in the book of Isaiah, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked out the hair. And you could find many prophetical utterances in the Old Testament that refer to the suffering that Christ went through on the cross of Calvary. When you come to the book of Matthew, chapter number 27, you find just before he was nailed to the cross, they scourged him, they stripped him, they spat upon him, they smote him, and they crowned him with a crown of thorns. And then, my friend, there was indescribable pain as he was nailed to the cross. As a matter of fact, as I look at the cross, I'm reminded that he suffered under the cross as he bore that cross to Golgotha. But not only he suffered under the cross, but he suffered when he was nailed unto the cross. They drove the nails in his hand, and in his feet. And my friend, that was unbelievable agony as he was nailed unto that cross. And then, my friend, he suffered not only under the cross, and he suffered as he was nailed unto the cross, but he suffered as he was upon the cross. They lay the cross down. They nailed his hands and his feet to that cross, and then they raised it up, and there was a painful moment that he suffered when they set that cross upright. There is pulling of the meat. There is the pain and agony as they raised him upon that cross. And then for a period of six hours, from nine o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon, he hangs there in agony, the suffering of his death on the cross is unexplainable. It was a suffering death. 
and I don't want to minimize that or overlook that, then may I say to you, on the other side, the brighter side, it was a substitutional death. What do you mean by that, preacher? He was not dying for his own sins. He was dying for my sins, for your sins, and for the sin of the whole world. Listen to me, dear friend, today. I do not care who you are, where you're at, what country you were born in or you live in. God's sacrifice, which was his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, died in your place for your sins. He bore your suffering, your sorrow, your shame, and your sin on that cross that you might be saved by the marvelous grace of God. The Bible said in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 53, and verse number 3, the Bible said he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Now listen to verse number 4. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Listen to verse number 5. What a precious verse. If you're still unsaved today, dear sinner, please listen to these next two verses. The Bible said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Now listen to verse number six. The Bible said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone unto his own way. And the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquities of us all. The Bible said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 21, For God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The Bible said in Romans chapter 5, verse number 8, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And again, the Bible said in Romans chapter 15, verse number three, that Christ died for our sins. And the Bible said in Hebrews chapter two, verse number nine, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Oh, my friend, his death was a suffering death. His death was a substitutional death. His death was a supernatural death. Sin did not kill him. The Jews did not kill him. The Roman soldiers did not kill him. He died of his own will. He said in the book of John, chapter number 10, and verse number 17, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. It was a suffering death. It was a substitutional death. The death of Christ was a supernatural death. But I want to say to your friend, the death of Christ was a sacrificial death. Yes, 
We understand somewhat of his suffering. We rejoice in the fact that the death of Christ was substitutional. And we rejoice that the death of Christ was a supernatural death. But friend, I want to tell you, those three things do not bring our redemption. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. When Christ died as God's Lamb on that cross, then one of the soldiers pulled a spear and pierced his side. And when he did, forthwith came blood and water. We are not saved by his suffering. We're not saved by his substitution alone or a supernatural death alone. But friend, we're saved because of the sacrificial death. He died as God's lamb, offering God's blood on God's altar for the sin of the world. And I rejoice today that I can say to you, dear sinner, if you're not saved, if you will by faith identify yourself with God's lamb, you'll find God's forgiveness through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust you enjoy the broadcast today. Let me encourage you that you pray for the broadcast, that the Lord would bless it and use it to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, I want to encourage you that you write to us and share with us in the financial burden of the radio ministry. We have a few churches and individuals that support us on a monthly basis, but we need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for us? And then as the Lord directs your heart, sit down and write to us and share with us in the financial burden. Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Amen.